Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast, where we apply the philosophy of continual improvement to our creativity. Each episode takes a scientific principle from creativity and innovation research, and we translate it into practical advice for your creativity. For more, you can visit us at jaredvoli.com. One of the easiest ways to ensure that your idea is unique is simply by doing the opposite of what other people are doing. When you use this technique, you first begin by thinking about what other people in your industry typically do. Then, imagine what the opposite would look like. This will almost certainly give you pause. It won't look right to you in the beginning because there's going to be some kind of significant problem that arises. This is to be expected. If there weren't any problems when you do this, then somebody else would have done it already. This is where people usually stop. They imagine what the opposite strategy would look like. They quickly realize that there would be some kind of a problem and then they go right back to doing things the normal way. Every idea is made up of smaller ideas. In creativity research, we call these ideas components. Think of a component like a Lego piece. You can build whatever you like with them, but you need to have enough of those Lego pieces, and you also need those pieces to fit together. How good your overall idea is, is not going to depend on any one component. It depends entirely on how those pieces fit together. When you practice the do the opposite strategy, you're essentially taking an important component and you're inverting it. Of course it's not going to fit into what you've already created, but it's not supposed to. After you do the opposite, your job is to say, okay, what broke and how do I fix it? If you can find a way to reconnect all those ideas together so that they work and they make sense, then you'll be left with a highly original idea that is still effective. This is one of the reasons that I've chosen this format for a creativity podcast. Now, there are a lot of great podcasts out there that discuss creativity, but when I was searching through them myself, I found that most of the shows and episodes, they were somewhere around the 45-minute to 90-minute long mark. Now, this is an excellent structure for a creativity show. It must be because so many people are doing it. There has to be a reason it's popular. With that much time you can definitely dive really deep into each topic. So I asked myself, what is the opposite approach? The answer is, of course, doing super short podcasts, doing really short episodes. When you do the opposite, you always are going to be met with some kind of obvious problem. My obvious problem for this show was figuring out how I can help listeners in such a short time. I admit that this is a struggle for me. I have my master's degree in creativity and innovation. 
I would love nothing more than to dive down and talk about some of the awesome experiments that creativity researchers have done, or to describe some kind of creativity theory in intricate detail. I absolutely love that stuff. Doing the opposite means that those kind of things are off the table. Now, that is a problem, but as is often the case, the problem contains the seeds of its own solution. Because these episodes are going to be short, then I have the opportunity to help listeners in a different way than a longer show could. I haven't given anything up, I have merely traded it for a different set of problems. This means that I can provide people with more creative inspiration, something that a weekly or a monthly show simply can't do. And second, what I lose in the detail, I gain in simplicity. I simply don't have long enough on this show to wow you with some kind of trivia about creativity. I absolutely love neuroscience, but there's not enough time for me to talk about the principles of the brain and exactly why each strategy works. I have just enough time to give you guys some good advice, but I don't have enough time to cloud it up with unnecessary details. This is how the do the opposite strategy has given me a trade-off. This is exactly what you can expect every time you use this strategy. While you're creating today, think about what the opposite approach would be. And when you do, remember, you will almost certainly be met with some kind of problem. Most of these problems will feel insurmountable, and in fact, some of them might be. But keep your focus on what you gain, not just what you lose. If you did the opposite of what other people expected, then what would be the real trade-off for you? Sure, you are going to lose something important, but focus on what you gain as well. Perhaps you can make your idea work, or perhaps even by asking the question itself, that's going to be enough to push you in an entirely different direction. Either way, you are going to be exploring the unknown, which for a creative person is already paradise. Thanks for listening. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're liking the show, please make sure you leave a review. Your five-star review gives the show more visibility, and that lets us devote more time and more resources to improving the show, which means we can ultimately serve you better. Until next time, keep creating.